I want to kind of bring in what I thought was an interesting case that you had. Let's hear about her, Marianne. This is a 39-year-old who was 21 weeks pregnant when she noted a mass in her breast. She had had a previous mammogram in July of 07. It was normal. She brought this to her gynecologist's attention, and she was referred to the surgeon. We couldn't do any radiology exams, so a sonogram was done and a biopsy was obtained. On the sonogram, it was 4 by 3.1. The biopsy showed a triple negative invasive ductal carcinoma, and there was a palpable lymph node, which was also tested with an FNA, and it was positive for malignant cells. Her liver ultrasound was negative for metastatic disease. So she was sent to me for the consideration of pre-op chemotherapy because she wanted to maintain her breast. It was in an area, and it was large enough that it would not be amenable to lumpectomy in the surgeon's opinion at that time. This is her first pregnancy? No, she had a 16-year-old son from a previous marriage, and she'd been on fertility shots prior to this to get pregnant. What was her life situation and her state of mind? She is the happiest person I have in my practice, and she's thrilled about the baby. She works full-time as a food server, make great pies. And he came in with his MD Anderson printouts about pregnancy and breast cancer. So the question was, would you administer chemotherapy to this woman at this point, being pregnant, in an attempt to shrink it down so she could have lumpectomy? John, how would you think it through? You can sort of think about arguments for mastectomy in her case, de novo, with a four-centimeter tumor in a 31-year-old lady. You'd have to, I think, go through all the issues with her very carefully as to whether she was going to go for induction chemotherapy or have a mastectomy. You would also perhaps get a second surgical opinion as to whether she is operable right now on the basis of breast-conserving surgery. I think in general life is a bit easier for you if you have surgery first when you're pregnant and delay the chemotherapy decision until a little bit later. You do encounter situations, and this lady, I take it, was not like an inflammatory breast cancer. No. No. I must say my default position here would be always trying to do surgery first and keeping the chemotherapy until later. So, Julie, this lady says to you, is it safe for my baby to get chemotherapy right now? I think there's reasonable data for doxorubicin cyclophosphamide given the 6600, not in any studies, but with long-term follow-up of both the patient and the baby. I would be hesitant to, and I don't think there's data to give growth factors with it, for example. I'd probably avoid giving a taxane, although there's a little bit of case report data where it's kind of accidentally given. But I feel pretty comfortable with AEC at 6,600 every three weeks, not the dose dense with growth factors, enough follow-up in a reasonable number of patients. We know she's going to get chemo. She's got a positive node. She's triple negative. So it's not a question of whether she's going to get it. And if we really do think we might have a chance of converting her to breast conservation, then I don't think it's unreasonable to start with chemo. I would grill my surgical colleague on, does he really think that we're going to be able to do this? Because in general, our surgeons would want to capture the same area. Otherwise, you don't generally aim to go in for a lot uh, smaller resection. You try to get the whole area that the tumor originally was in, and you just hope for a better chance of good margins. I would also make sure sometimes we forget about clips, and if you get a really good response, then we stick the surgeon with the problem of knowing where to go in and do it. But there's a big discussion, and we've got a mixed group of clinicians here of, do you bracket it? Do you center it? How, you know, so there's all of that discussion, but we can't forget to put clips there just in case we get a really good response. So Kevin, do you feel comfortable enough? Chemo in this situation is basically for cosmesis. It's not a life-threatening situation, at least to do it at this particular point. 
Do you feel so comfortable that we know chemo is safe, that no problem we can offer it to her? So at the ASCO meeting in 2005, the largest collection that I know of of women who got chemotherapy for early-stage breast cancer while pregnant is at MD Anderson, and they presented their data in its entirety at that time, and I think they subsequently published it, and I think the number of people was about 55. They all got CAF because that was what they were giving them at the time, and they actually looked not at patient outcomes so much, but they looked at the outcomes of the children that were born. Followed some of them out to, I think, seven years, and there was no signal that said the children suffered for it, and there was also no signal that the peripartum mortality or morbidity for the women was increased. So I think the collective opinion was that CAF was fine. So giving this woman adriamycin and cyclophosphamide to achieve a surgical goal that she's desirous of, I think is also fine. I think it will do her no harm. It will do her child in all likelihood no harm. And if it achieves a surgical goal, I think that's an acceptable thing to do. Question for Cliff. Is this a patient we actually should be recommending bilateral mastectomies too. I would first ask whether this patient has a family history. I don't remember if you said it, and if she's Ashkenazi Jewish by any chance. Well, she went for genetic testing about the same time that she was ready to proceed with treatment. And so on day eight, after her first treatment of FAC, her BRCA came back, and it was she was a BRCA1 mutation. Right. Her mother died at age 29 of breast cancer. So this comes back to John's point earlier, which is for a young woman with a triple negative breast cancer, the chance of a genetic mutation is relatively high. And I would have counseled this patient to take into consideration her long-term concerns. And it might have changed her view of breast conservation. It might not have. She'd already seen two surgeons, and she found one that one said one thing, one said another thing. So, and they're both breast surgeons. So, From a pragmatic standpoint, the potential advantage of giving AC, which we know from the B18 data, giving before or after surgery leads to a similar outcome, is that you could potentially, number one, if you give 12 weeks of AC, she's going to go into 39 weeks or so. So you allow this baby to mature to full maturity, and then she could have a delivery and then go on and have surgery. And also you have those 12 weeks to go ahead and do your genetic testing, because that can then dictate what kind of surgical approach she will have. So the one risk of giving her pre-op therapy that we've now heard addressed is that we're choosing to give her the one chemotherapy regimen that's probably been proven to be less effective in this cohort, which is Q3-week chemo. And the advantage of operating on her and then giving her conventional post-op therapy is she can be induced to deliver. She'll be closer to 36 weeks, and she can get dose-dense therapy or a third-generation regimen if you really prefer one of the others, and you're offering her the -the state-of-the-art outcome. Sure. So what happened with her? So she has had three cycles of FAC, and I don't use FAC but I did on this one because of the data. And she's had three. She's going to get her fourth one next week, and then she'll be induced at week 37. What's going on with the mass? After the first cycle, it had gone from four centimeters to two centimeters, and three weeks ago, there was only thickening, so it's really melted away. And you were telling me she's the healthiest person in your infusion room. She's happy. You know, it's really funny to see her there with this big belly and a great wig. But she, her counts haven't gone down. The other thing was antiemetics. You know, I mean, I give a Loxy and a Mend, and I'm only giving her Zofran, and we can't give growth factors that I know of. 